Hi there. Welcome to Bros Watch PLL2. I am Benjamin Light. And I am Marco Sparks. And today we're talking about S4E9 Into the Deep. Into the Deep. A little bit of a filler episode we were talking for. It. Yeah. Uh, written by Janelle Lennon. Directed by the amazing Chad Lowe. Oh yeah, this is a Chad Lowe joint. Uh, and we open with uh, you know bright light in an interrogation room. Mona is being interrogated by a cop who I'm pretty sure we've seen before. Have we? I feel like I've seen this guy. Could be wrong. It's it's not any of our usual cops, though. It's not Detective Barry. It's not Wilden, obviously, because he's dead. It's not Holbrook or Tanner. Or the uh, old... Or the old chief, yeah. yeah I feel like we've seen this guy, guy like in the background. Could be wrong. There's, he's actually a character from a BBC America show. His name is John Luther. And no. Mona is Ruth Wilson's Alice. And that's you're in a serious cop drama here. Um, no. Uh, yeah, so... Mona's being grilled, you know, why did you kill Detective Wilden? Mona's like, I already told you, it was self-defense. Tell me about it again. And says, Wilden grabbed me, I was going to kill him, or he was going to kill me, I fought back. And the cop says, and you pulled out a gun and shot him three times? And Mona says, no, for the fifth time, I shot him twice. And this cop wants to know what Mona heard Wilden say at the Halloween party, which so is an interesting little out. segue. Yeah. yeah, obviously that's come out. Mona has uh, at least spilled some details about this Halloween party. She says, Wilden was worried that Garrett was going to tell the truth about what happened the night Allie died. So Mona's dishing. Uh, let's face it. Mona is selling all of this, all of this, a lot better than Hannah ever could have. Well, and she's selling it the right way, which we'll get to later. Yeah. Uh, cop asks Mona, why didn't you go to the cops? Uh, Garrett was killed on the train. And Mona says, I was afraid. I was worried I'd get in trouble. I'd been sneaking out. You know, I snuck out of Radley that night. And his cop's, like, incredulous. He's like, you snuck out of a mental institution? And Mona's just, like, many times. He he almost snorts. And I can't tell if he's, like, disbelieving her or if he's impressed. But He I mean, raises I, an eyebrow, yeah. I want her to be like, what, go to you bumbling assholes? Please. <laughs> oh, yeah, Mona's so good at this. So, basically, her story is that... Well, no, Wilson, she gets, like, frustrated now. Yeah, her, basically, her story is that Wilma's obsessed with trying to pin... uh uh this on her, her friends. Allison's murder. So she friends. so she tried to blackmail him, but it didn't work. So the night what, he died. What I like about that is that's that's kind of cute in a way because it's partly true. Mm-hmm. Um, Wilden was ex- obsessed with pinning Allison's murder on the liars, mm-hmm. but are they her friends? She wishes they were. Yeah, I don't think they would agree, which is this, sad. This fantasy works on so many levels. But mm-hmm. yeah, the night he died, when Wilden realized that Mona knew he killed Garrett, he became enraged. He wouldn't let her go, and he left her no choice. Well, we find out Mona was seemingly trying to, like, blackmail Wilden, and it just did not work at all. Right. And said so he, like, basically, like, became a enraged and attacked her, so she had to kill him. What makes you ponder, though, is that really true? Did she send him, like, the uh, the meat in the mail? Could have been. I mean, we know she didn't kill him, because she was, you know, right. literally in a different place. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, and the cop's like, you could have gotten away with this. Why confess now? And Mona says, she can't let her best friend's mom go down for a murder she didn't commit. Mm-hmm. And the cop's like, I'll be right back. He gets up and leaves. And Mona just kind of sits there as though she's kind of considering her own performance here. Like, hmm, how did that go? Well, it's like once he's gone, she has on a much more composed femme fatale face. Mm-hmm. I almost want her to like touch up her lipstick or well, yeah, something. She's got kind of watery eyes as she's kind of getting to the end of her story about how she had to do it, you know. And then as soon as the cop leaves, she kind of blinks a little, and suddenly she's like 
much more steely-eyed Mona. Yeah. yeah. Great acting. Yeah. So we cut to Spencer's kitchen the next morning. Uh, Veronica comes home. Spencer and Hannah have been resting on the couches asleep. They jump up as soon as Veronica's back. Uh, Hannah is wearing an orange t-shirt that either has the face of a wolf on it or a blue tiger. I couldn't tell. I think it might be like a blue tiger, but yeah, it's hard to tell. Clearly out of the R.A. Montgomery collection. Those houses in the Hastings living room get a lot of work as uh, beds. Oh, the couches? Yeah, the like, mm-hmm. Fanny couch? Yeah, seriously. Uh, Veronica's a little upset. So apparently after they left last night, Mona made a full confession. Veronica angrily asked the girl if the girls put her up to this. And Spencer's like, of course not. Mom, we would never do anything that stupid. <laughs> Hannah's face is basically like the human embodiment of gulp. Hannah's face is like, eh. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, just, right. We'd never do anything that stupid. Just in general, never find yourself in a situation where you have to say to somebody you'd never do anything that stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, Veronica says, I knew Mona was devious, but this is beyond anything I ever thought she was capable of. I am dying to know more about Veronica's impression of Mona's deviousness. I want all of Veronica's sentences from now on to start with, I knew Ver- I knew Mona was devious, but... And Do you whatever. want more butter? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Spencer asked Veronica why she's so sure Mona could, didn't do this. The answer is simply because Mona said things that contradict the evidence. So Veronica asked Hannah if she knows why Mona would do this. Hannah says no, but then she adds the words honest. No, no, honest. And now uh, Spencer's kind of picking up on something. She's kind of giving some side eye. Because like, you don't use the uh, word honest. <laughs> oh dear, what have you gotten yourself into, Marin? You, you don't need to say honest unless you're lying. Mm-hmm. Uh, Veronica's. I hope not, because uh, if you girls are involved in any way, it will really hurt Ashley's case. She takes off, and as soon as she's gone, Spencer says, "Please tell me you had nothing to do with this." And Hannah does her Hannah face. You're extremely guilty. Hannah face. Well, this is the, the patented Chadlow move where it, every scene ends with uh, somebody just making a face as somebody else leaves. Honestly, we don't know if it's the patented Chadlow move. I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to give it to him, definitely. But I know we first noticed it in a Chadlow episode. And mm. We were just like, this has to be his trademark, right? Um, but obviously, Hannah needs to spend more time like studying the Guilty Girls handbook, right? Mm-hmm. So after the credits, uh, we're on Arya's porch. She's uh, on the swing. On always. Arya's special swing that only always. she's allowed to sit on. Yeah. Always on the swing. She's on the phone with Spencer. Byron, we find out, is still in Syracuse, where he's taking a class on directing episodes of TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, Arya is like, Hannah was planning on doing what? Why didn't she tell us about this last night? And Arya starts to say something, but then she turns around because the camera's kind of been panning and tracking over into like in the window behind her you can kind of see into her house and she turns around because there is karate bro jake like buckling his pants shirtless he is shirtless and abs yeah there's a lot of abs and like the window i I don't know if this was intentional or not but the window is like a little bit kind of foggy so like he looks like he's filmed through vaseline whenever we see these shots of him it's just the uh, perspective of ari montgomery's female gaze Mm mm-hmm but yeah, Arya just like stops what she's saying to just look over and like check out his abs. And so, Arya's like, huh? No, no, I'm still here. I'm on my way, Spence. I just had to uh, say goodbye to Jake. Yeah. Yeah, who slept on the couch last night, she says. So I'm putting aside to the fans. Who has better abs? Karate Jake or Teen Contractor Toby? Mm-hmm. One of these dudes is like kind of an athlete. I mean, I don't know if it's that much of a contest. Yeah, take that, Karate Jake. Um, oh, you're so... taking Toby, huh? <laughs> wow. 
So, oh, by the way, completely unrelated. I, I thought of this the other day in the shower, and it, it made me laugh for 10 minutes. Perfect. What if Keegan Allen was actually a classically trained Royal Shakespearean British actor? You just blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Just just imagine like his, his accent in real life is like Ren's. You just blew my mind. What I want, then, is for Keegan Allen to have like a best friend who is also British. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, the Ian McKellen, the his Patrick Stewart. Oh, there you go. Uh, wouldn't that be brilliant? So, Karate Bro Jake spent the night. He slept on the couch. Well, because uh, Arya is explaining. Is yeah. that why he's getting dressed? Why is he putting clothes on living room? Well, because Arya's explained on the phone, after everything that happened last night, I didn't want to stay home alone. My dad's still in Syracuse. And then she's like, what? No, he slept on my couch. I'll see you soon. Which, like, <laughs> share out, Arya. What a... So... Obviously, Spencer's still shipping Ezra OTP. Spencer is. But yeah, do, Spencer do is. we believe Arya? Well, no, exactly. That's my question. Exactly. Did she nail this guy or did he sleep on the couch? If he slept on the couch, I have a lot of problems with this. I'm perfectly fine if Arya, like, going to the bone zone with this loser. Um, and I think really finding out if perhaps, perhaps she's telling the truth and that he did sleep on the couch after she nailed him and then tell them to hit, you know, you're not sleeping in my bed. Yeah. She's like, the bed's not big enough. Mm-hmm. He's like, huh? Yeah. But She's so, like, I'm, I'm saving the bed for Ezra, so why don't you get out of here? It's not big enough for you and my fa- for me and my fan fiction. So, mm-hmm. like, but if he slept on the couch, why is he getting dressed again? Because, A, this means that he undressed to sleep on the couch. Well, you know, you take off your jeans, like, sleep in your boxers. I, I and guess your I can shirt? Buy that. No, you sleep with your shirt off. At somebody else's house? <laughs> In the, in the living room? Maybe you're in like a guest bedroom. But then, so I thought maybe well, if he took a shower. If he took a shower, why is he coming back into the living room well, you to know, get dressed? You know Byron's not home. So that means in the morning, Arya's going to get the ab show. Maybe Mikey gets the ab show. I feel like that's a win-win <laughs> for Jake. Yeah. So he, Arya thing doesn't work out? Well, he impresses Arya and he shows dominance over Mike by just well, maybe... demonstrating his superior physical, you know. But maybe he just feels like, you know, hey, guys, I've done like 25,000 crunches. I'm mm-hmm. showing this off to every fucking person I meet. I think so. I mean, I think if you have abs like that, you the shirt comes off at a drop of a hat. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess. Oh, I'm sorry, little old lady. You need help across the street? I have to do this with my shirt yeah. off. I don't want to like, sweat on it and get it uh, all smelly. If I do sweat on it, I'll have to take the shirt off. Mm-hmm. So um, I might as well so- take it off. Yeah, so Arya goes back inside. Jake asks Arya if the phone call, you know, was about Mona. Um, she says no. It was a Spencer on the phone. She has to go meet her, and he's like, "Now, I was hoping we get breakfast at the grill. I bet they would love to have more than two places to eat in this town. <laughs> I mean, seriously, what makes the decision of where to go eat between the Apple Rose Grill and the Wirrindo Brew? Like, when I, mean, I guess you... you can get like an omelet at the grill. Seemingly, you can get mozzarella sticks and French fries and shit." Well, what if it's one of those kinds of restaurants where they will actually order out from, like, the restaurant over? You ever, you ever been in one of those? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I guess. Hmm. Like, but if I mean, you if you go to the brew and you're like, give me mozzarella sticks, they're like, sure, we'll order out from the Apple Rose Grill, like, across the street. <laughs> Why did you That's just a go thing. to the grill? But, yeah, but... so, yes, Arya, if uh, she wants to go to the grill. And my notes here just say, Arya would love to, but lies. Yeah, yeah. So many lies. Mm-hmm. Uh... Spencer's going to help her cram for a history test, which is kind of true. They always have some history test to cram for whenever whenever they need it. Uh, History is, you know, what's doomed them all. (laughs) 
So, so he's like, let's maybe just get some coffee at the brew, my treat. Well, he says, you can't do anything about caffeine, right? <laughs> True. So Arya's like, hey, yeah, sure. You slept on my couch. It's my treat. And then Jake just smiles like a big doofus. Yeah. He really thinks he's making some moves there. Um, So we cut to some hiking trails. Emily and Paige are out for like a couple's hike. Emily says, I don't know what to think. And Paige is like, well, I totally believe that Mona could have done it. Hello. She ran Hannah over for a car, amongst other things. I mean, I can. Glass houses, Paige. Yeah, I would say I can respect the people who want to dwell on the limited good qualities of Paige. But also, maybe she shouldn't be casting stones. Mm-hmm. Uh, in case anyone's wondering, Emily is in workout clothes, like these very tight, kind of gray legging yoga pants looking things, and like a pink and blue windbreaker. Paige has like weird, like snow leopard print pants on, mm-hmm. a white t shirt, and like a little mini salmon colored jacket. And that's mm-hmm. a weird look. It's Paige. Mm hmm. So, yeah, it's a weird look. Well, I don't want to spoil anything, but, like, next season, they suddenly were like, hey, we figured out how to dress uh, Lindsay Shaw so she doesn't look constantly just, like, weird with huge eyebrows. Like, I don't know. Yes and no. We'll get there. Eventually. I promise. But uh, right now, yeah, so Paige is throwing rocks in glass houses about Mona, and Emily's worried that Mona is somehow going to drag them all into this. And Paige says, hey, why don't we take a break, talk about your birthday? Uh, it's not until tomorrow, apparently. Uh, and Emily's like, who knows? By then, I could be wearing an orange jumpsuit. And, and so Paige's like, then we need to make tonight extra special. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paige has a key to her aunt's lake house. Another convenient lake house. Uh, how about a quiet night, just the two of them? So presumably this lake house would be on Torch Lake. Mm-hmm. And probably not all that far from Spencer's grandma's house. Well, how big is Torch Lake? Is it? First of all, is it a real lake? Yeah. Second of all, is this like the size of Tahoe or something? Well, and I'm guessing that it was Torch Lake that Hannah like bonked Lucas over the head with the oar. I think so. Yeah, because that was at like Spencer's lake house. That was like Spencer's grandma's lake house. Mm-hmm. Isn't that Spencer's grandma? Uh, her nana. Her nana, but it wasn't mm-hmm. her nana also the one who wanted her to like shave Peter's like uh, sideburns. Yes, and he still has that scar, and she'd mm-hmm. do it again. Well, I just used my uh, maps app to look for Torch Lake, Pennsylvania. It says no, no results found. Hmm. Hmm. I guess it can be as big as they want it to. Then <laughs> carrying a torch for Torch Lake. So Paige gives Emmy a little box, like a little early birthday present. Inside is something, something, something about a guy named Dominic Russo. He trains a lot of Division One swimmers and a few gold medalists, too. Paige has made an appointment for him this afternoon for Emily to meet with him in, in Philadelphia, right? Um, and Emily's like, today? What the fuck? Why? You know? Well, she wants Emily to know what her options are. And Emily's just like, Paige, I have an injury. I can't swim. And Paige says, right now, but no one said he could never swim again, or that you have, or that you have to go to college next year. And I feel like once again, Emily's thinking, I need a new fucking doctor. Yeah. Uh, Emily says that uh, she and her mom are looking at three colleges right now. And Paige points out that those are all state schools she doesn't really want to go to. Well, I'm also because you know time is such an elastic, beautiful, mysterious thing in the show. Mm-hmm. She says that her and Pam are looking at these three schools next weekend. But a lot of things are happening next weekend. This mm-hmm. out. But I'm just like. I just, I don't know, that fascinates me utterly. Like, the things that are on their social calendar amaze me. But everyone else has an opinion on Emily's future concerning swimming, a.k.a. a huge chunk of her identity. Mm-hmm. And they want her to subscribe to it, too. 
Well, Paige says, or you could take a year off and train. Spend the next four years doing what you love with the person that you love. B- big, crazy Paige eyes. And Emily smiles and says, okay, you know, I'll meet the coach. Emily's like, I haven't met that person yet. Mm-hmm. Um, cut to the brewery window brew where Jake and Arya are getting their coffee. Uh, Jake asks if Arya's dad's coming home tonight. Arya freezes up. Well, I mean, he's basically like sex and or she's... just my continued presence in your, in your home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Arya, she kind of like, you know, he's like, I want to make sure that you won't be home alone again. Arya like almost scoffs and she's just like, uh, yeah, my dad will be home this afternoon or having family movie night. And when she says this, I'm like, is this a lie? I mean, it's probably a lie because it's Arya, but it could be the truth. Because also it sounds hideous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it well, sounds horrible enough to be the truth. Especially since we know that Byron is like, hey, you guys enjoying the movie that just started? By the way, that guy's head gets cut off at the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> LOL, FYI. He's like, um, oh, you're watching Fight Club for the first time? Yeah, Tyler's his imaginary self. So, Rosebud is the sled. Ha <laughs> ha! Fuck you! Um, Bruce Willis is dead. Yeah. Behind them, we see that Ezra... Ezra is watching this. He's sitting at a table with Maggie. Uh, Maggie wanted Ezra to be we cut, kind of cut back and forth between the two. Mm. Maggie wanted Ezra to be the first to know that she got into grad school. She's finally well, going to get her master's in education. Ezra's not really listening. His eyes are locked over on Arya and Jake the whole time. Yeah. They offered Maggie a stipend if she teaches one class. Ezra is bouncing his head up and down in the most exaggerated, yeah, yeah, I'm great. listening face, and mm-hmm. it has to be driving Maggie insane. But it's not. I don't think Maggie notices because she's blathering away about like getting the stipend and I'm not gonna lie, masters in education. So many times I wrote down for this episode. I wonder if when Maggie was a teenager, if she was a lot like Arya. (laughs) I could totally see that. I mean, I I feel like that's probably correct. Yeah. 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 Ezra's just nodding, watching Arya, and then back at the counter, Arya gets her coffee and is basically like, "Yeah, well, I should go. Thanks and all that." They kind of stare at each other for a second, and they awkwardly hug. And Fitz, like, sips his coffee, like, dying inside. So pedo tears roll down his cheek as he's watching this. <laughs> and Maggie's... Oh, sad pedo. Yeah. Maggie says, University of Washington is in the top ten of something I didn't say. Uh, and Ezra's like, wait, I'm sorry, did you say the University of Washington? Maggie's like, yeah, as in Seattle, Washington? And, uh... Maggie, uh, she's like, yeah, she know knows it's, it's not, not ideal. ideal. Yeah, he's like, well, ideal would be in this area code. I don't know the area code for Rosewood, but just a reminder, the zip code is one nine three eight seven. I've actually visited the University of Washington campus. It is a very nice school. Would you go there as a single mom to maybe to further your education, get your master's in education, and get away from the father of my child who is back in my life, even though I didn't really want him to be there, and now he's getting clingy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, University of Washington, if you're listening, put that in the brochure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, Maggie says it's the only school to offer her money. Ezra looks flabbergasted. Uh, she's still like, see Malcolm, Ezra, just not every day. He's like, you mean not most days. And Maggie's like, oh, you know, he'll have summer off, break, etc. Like, look, I need to do this. Uh, it's important for my future and Malcolm's. Ezra's clearly not happy about this. He looks constipated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, in jail, Ashley Marin in her orange jumpsuit is meeting of Hannah and Veronica. Her uh, legal team. Veronica's yeah, on her phone, Peter Hayson style. This mm-hmm. is the meeting where I believe, as mentioned last week's episode, Veronica was going to bring Hannah to make their goodbyes before Ashley was transferred. Mm-hmm. So Ashley says, no one confesses to a murder they didn't commit. Not in Rosewood. 
Yeah. Uh, apparently, she's just been informed. I love that. Ed, like PLO does a lot of like. Clearly, somebody's just been informed on the new shit. Yeah. You know, they're, they're now privy to the new shit, and like they have an exclamation about it. But so, Hannah's so they like, can avoid exposition. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hannah's like, I think Mona's just trying to help. And now she's like, well, then you send care packages with fresh soap, underwear, and cigarettes. <laughs> lots and lots of cigarettes. Uh, you don't volunteer to spend your whole life in prison. And Veronica says, whatever Mona was trying to do, she certainly got Judge Riley's attention. Just received an email. Not only is Ashley not being transferred, but Mona's confession created enough doubt the judge has finally agreed to set bail for Ashley. And Hannah's like, they dropped the charges? And Veronica's like, no, not unless they find something to corroborate her well, confession. Veronica wanted to be like, is that what I said? Yeah. Is that what I fucking said? Keep no, they're there. not dropping the charges. She's probably like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought my daughter was here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the trial's still moving forward, Ashley says. And Veronica says, as of now, yes. But at least you can wait for it in your own home. And Ashley breathes a big sigh of relief, and then Veronica says, Oh, there is one more thing. Since Wilden was a police officer, the bill, the bail is set higher than usual. How high? Ashley asks. One million dollars, says Veronica. So in my notes, I have Ashley and Hannah individually. Fuck. Then <laughs> Ashley and Hannah in unison staring at each other. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. More trouble in Marinland. Where are they going to come up with 100 Gs? Hmm. So, well, cause I, by the way, 100 Gs is going to be what they need to put up. You don't actually have that, to That's get how bail works. A yeah. million dollars. You put up 10%. So, meanwhile, we cut to what is Dominic Russo's swim dojo. Uh, Emily's just gotten the tour. I immediately hate this guy. Well, this he, guy he looks like such a sleazebag. He, he's basically a swim Nazi. Well, like, he has this weird look where he's, he has slick back hair. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a like a windbreaker type like tracks jacket type thing over like a wife beater, like an asshole, and it's it's like unzipped halfway. And so like this guy just looks so sleazy. He looks like he could, like buy like some some coke off him like out behind the alley, you know. That and he looks like the Fuhrer of the pool. I mean, this whole complex that he runs, this whole swim dojo. There's probably been like a Law and Order SVU episode set in this place. I mean, I don't know what a swim coach would normally look like, but I don't buy this guy as a swim coach. He looks too, like, weaselly. He doesn't look like he swims, for one. Could be wrong, but... It looks like he sells cars, maybe used guns, like you said, lots of amphetamines. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no slacking here, he tells her. He controls everything about you. They go into his office. Well, this is, this is after a couple swimmers walk by, and he, like, kind of barks some orders at them, like, five minutes to do some weights, you know? Yeah. Uh, they go into his office. Dominic just says that Emily's friend... So that she was thinking about holding off for college for a year to train. Emily says that she's considering it. He has her sit. He tells her a little bit how he runs things with an iron fist. Mm-hmm. You work out six days a week, four hours in the pool, one hour weight training. Also monitor what you eat, drink, and how much you sleep. How I'm much you you yet? Yeah. Um, Emily says no. Do, you, do you track her ovulation too? Jesus, bro. That was seriously the way, my next thought. Because, I mm-hmm. mean, if you control all, like, all the other data, I think it pretty much will tell you, you yeah. know, when Emily's moon is about. Emily says, uh, you know, she's scared. No, no, I've worked really hard for the last four years, both with the team and on my own. He's like, LOL, that's cute. Yeah, that's great. There's a big difference between being a top high school swimmer and a championship swimmer. I know the difference. Let's have a look at your recruiting video. And she hands him the Emily DVD. <laughs> His little DVD case. With a picture of her on the front, like uh, an underwater picture, like looking up at her swimming. I wonder who produces that. Is it like a like a like a Pam and Wayne Fields joint? Do you think that's just always in Emily's purse? 
Yes. Uh, also in pages. Yeah. <laughs> so in the middle of the woods somewhere. It's like a park area ish. Well, all the all the Rosewood like things like parks, which would be a normal suburban neighborhood mm-hmm. seen in the rest of the world, are are like in the woods. Well, there's like a sign that's pointing like the recreation field is this way. We're not going to show you it because this is our wood set that we use. So we just put a sign up to say that it theoretically it's over there. This is like a haunted, creepy woods though mm-hmm. park. So Pastor Ted's walking of his like holy roller softball league buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, Hannah is just chilling on a park bench, talking to her dad on the phone. She says, "You know, Dad, I know it's a lot of money." But you only have to put up 10% of the million dollars. Piece of cake. And Ted kind of sees this and breaks off from his like Holy Rollers softball group to watch Hannah. Hannah's getting teary. She says, you've seen where she is. We can't leave her in there. Well, try harder. And she hangs up and she gets up and kind of wipes away the tears as Ted walks up and asks if she's okay. And Hannah's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And Ted's like, I left you a few messages. And she's like, I know. It's just with everything going on. He understands. He thinks about Ashley all the time. You and me both, buddy. Mm-hmm. You and me both. Oh, I love the I love the pause though. After she says, "I know," mm-hmm. I really thought for a minute, like, is she just gonna walk away? I know. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> um, he he wishes that... there's something he could do to help her. Uh, yeah, Hannah confides in him that she's frustrated that her mom acts like she can handle being in there. You know, Ted says Ashley's a strong woman; she'll get through this. And Hannah's like, "Well, I don't know that I will." Yeah. Um, they can leave points- her in there forever, and it doesn't yeah. look like my dad's going to come up with a hundred grand anytime soon. So Ted asks what what she needs that kind of money for. You know, Hannah tells him, you know, how much they need for bail. She says that Caleb is trying to sell his car, but that won't be nearly enough. <laughs> just, just hilarious to me for some well, reason. So he's trying like a Mercedes, right? You get maybe halfway there. I feel like the Hardy Bros could go in some kind of like heist job using their unique, amazing skill set <laughs> and get arrested. Yeah, get arrested and then also need to bail money. <laughs> um, he puts a hand on her shoulder, Ted does, and tells her that she needs to have faith in things that work out. Oh, fuck off. Work. I wanted her to spit in his face. Yeah, she says, whatever. I don't need faith. I need money. He's like, well, Ted sighs. Just like, owned. You're owned, Ted. She needs money. He's like, well, shit. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, you found a loophole in how religion is kind of pointless. Sorry. He's like, however, there's this other loophole called tithing. He's like, yeah, Maybe I like, can work something out after all. Now you know why we passed on that fucking collection plate. Um, so Ezra's apartment. Ezra's cleaning up Malcolm's shit. Uh, Maggie's there. Well, too. he's like packing it up, I think. Yeah. So there's a like a, some kind of you know one of those things that you have for kids where like the kids assemble the various states of the country like on a jigsaw puzzle. Like a, a puzzle. Yeah. He picks up the one that says you know state of Washington and he just sighs. <laughs> Ask Maggie how long she's gonna be gone for. Uh. We're just going to rush through this, I feel like, because it's just blah, blah, blah. So well, this this basically eclipses uh, Toby's mom to be the most boring storyline yeah. on the Here's show. all you really need to know. Maggie needs to go look for apartments in Seattle. Ezra wants Malcolm to stay here, and he keeps using school as an excuse for like why why Malcolm should stay so he doesn't miss any days. And so she finally relents. Yeah, sure, he can stay here you know, while she's gone. Then Ezra starts in on how Malcolm won't know anyone in Seattle. He won't have any friends, blah, blah, blah. Malcolm should stay here permanently, maybe. And Maggie's like, that ain't fucking happening. He needs to be with his mother. And Ezra says, it's equally important for him to spend time with his father. Father's rights. Maggie says, yes, but I'm the one who's been there, been been with him for the past seven years. And Ezra says, and whose fault is that? And now Maggie just has this look. She's like, how fucking dare you? And also like... Ew, you're fucking gross. She looks so angry that I think she's going to shit on his floor. 
she, she can't she doesn't even really know how to react she says you know i think it's best malcolm comes with me next weekend i'll talk to his teachers make sure he doesn't miss any assignments peace out you fucking asshole there is so much for ezra to talk about on the next episode of bad sad dads mm-hmm. so much um so we got the school hallway uh, i think this is a, this is all taking place on a saturday i Why think they'd be at school well because the school is empty it's just Arya, Spencer, and then eventually the two people they run into. Well, like, why would they be at school on a Saturday? Because Arya has her shit in a locker. Sure. Um, I, I'm assuming that Mona basically confessed on a Friday night. I don't know. But so. I, I think if we've learned one thing about how time works on the show is that it doesn't matter. True, true, true. And, and it's, I think it's got to be funny to the audience whenever you and I try to piece together, like, well, I think this is like the next week. Based on what they said, it's like that—that that means nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ari and Spencer are walking and talking. This is going to be a, a Team Sparia episode. Aria I says, love me some Team Sparia. We we all do. Arya's like Hannah's convinced Mona did this as a way to right all the wrongs. Spencer says, "When has Mona ever done anything out of the goodness of her heart?" And Arya, Queen of the Bitches, says, mm-hmm. "What heart?" Ah, oh, it's just somewhere Mona just felt a little stab of of pain at the betrayal. Yeah, yeah. After everything she's done for you. Yeah. Uh, so it just says, you know, she told the police that we bullied her once. She could do it again. Can I Can I just request a scene where Mona says, such ingratitude after all the times I saved your life? Oh, I would love that. I would love that. And then they all smoke cigarillos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a reference that no one will get. So Spencer says, she told the police that we bullied her once. She could do it again. And Arya says, what, we forced her to confess? And Spencer says, yeah, she still has that picture of the four of us outside of Wilden's car that night. And Arya points out Mona was there, but Spencer says, uh, no, she wasn't in the picture. And so Arya just sighs, opens her locker, and she pulls out this framed photo of Emily and Paige in their swimsuits by a pool. And this is a gift from Arya because she took the photo, which makes it extra special. Took it out of meat last year. And Spencer's like, oh, she'll love it. Arya closes her locker, says they should go, and she told Paige they would be at her aunt's house in like 20 minutes. That can't be possible, I feel like. Yeah. Because they're, they're going to change clothes and then drive up to Torch Lake. I'm just saying. I think 20 minutes in liar time means like two hours. Or three uh, seasons. Spencer doesn't understand why. With everything going on, Paige thinks it's a good idea to throw a party. So it sounds like we're, we're getting a surprise party here. Yeah. Paige didn't say shit about this earlier to Emily. Dude. And Arya is like, well, Emily's been living like a refugee for days now. Paige just thought she at least deserved a piece of cake. And so they walk away. As they round a corner, they can hear Jenna talking to someone. They kind of duck back. Jenna says, Shauna, they know I'm hiding something. And Jenna and Sean are out in the quad talking on a bench. Yeah, um, sitting at the table. Uh, Jenna's got her big black sunglasses on. It's presumably blind again. Jenna is worried that they know she's hiding something. Shauna says that the cops suspected something, then Jenna would still be there answering questions. Jenna is worried and says that she should have told them about Allison. Shauna says it's too dangerous. So Jenna thinks it's, says it's, it's too, too dangerous, dangerous. Not, not to say, to say anything, anything at this point. At this point. Um, Shauna needs a little more time to figure out where she is. And Jenna's like, I don't have much time left <laughs> to her due date. Yeah. Um, cause Tamsin Sersok is pregnant in this episode. Is she? Uh, she yeah, I guess there's, pregnant. there's yeah. parts where you can kind of tell. There's it. some billowing shirts. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Shauna says that she's not leaving Jenna's side until she takes her back to Philly in the morning. Shauna promises all over soon. And then Shauna gets up and has to basically like uh, offer Jenna her arm to get around. So, yeah, she's leading Jenna around, so clearly Jenna can't see much, if anything at all. So Ari and Spencer notice this, and to them it's very interesting. Uh, back to that reference that we made that no one will get. I don't need hint I'm going to say because I don't want to spell it out completely. Just go back to your your ecstasy of gold video. I mean, mm. if you get that, you, oh, you, you get go. it. Uh, so in Hannah's kitchen, 
Hannah's laying out a bunch of food that looks like it basically came from Olive Garden. Also, there's a bottle of wine. Uh, yeah, of course there is. Uh, and then we hear like uh, the door, you know, open. And then Ashley and Veronica walk in. Hannah's overjoyed. She runs over and they hug it out. Mm-hmm. Veronica says, your mother has a guardian angel. Ashley says, my bail was posted anonymously. I guess that's how your dad got around Isabel. That's pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. Hannah's like, well, at least he did it. Uh, it's, my notes right here. What about Caleb's car? Caleb's like, God damn it, Hannah. I have no like, car now. In 20 minutes, he's going to call Hannah and just be like, all right, I got 55000 for it. Uh, it's it's something. We'll have to come up with the rest. And Hannah's like, right. So it turns out we don't need that. And he's like, seriously? Fuck. I got to go see if I can get my car back. <laughs> you really think that car would be worth 55000 A Mercedes? Really? 55000 A damn. nice Beamer can go for a hundred grand. Wow, shit. Yeah. God damn, Caleb, you should have sold that car a while ago and just bought you some POS car. Fuck. Well, he's getting money from his mom, I think. Why sell the car? Why couldn't the mom have given him a hundred grand? When you live in Rosewood, you need to roll in a car like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, also, he had that $400 sweater. Mm-hmm. That you you gotta keep not, up appearances. You do not wash in a washing machine. I'm sure if he went to Spencer for advice on how to be a rich blue blood, Spencer would tell him, no, don't sell the car. You're gonna need that car. Hmm. Cars make impressions. I would have loved to see that deleted scene. Mm-hmm. So Hannah asks Ashley what she wants to do first. Take a bath or eat. Uh, there's a beeping sound. Hannah asks what that is. Ashley shows off her ankle bracelet. She says that it keeps track of where she is every second of the day. Fairly small ankle yeah. bracelet. It's petite. It's not too hideous. Right, right. It's fashionable. Um, Veronica says, you know, it'll be like that every once in a while as it links to the satellite, but you'll get used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashley's like, I assure you it's not something I'm, I'll be getting used to. Veronica yeah. reminds Ashley that she can't leave the house unless for a court date or in a medical appointment. And then Ashley grabs a bottle of wine and says, you think it'll detect a sip of Chardonnay? And Veronica says, that thing will detect a whiff of Chardonnay. And Ashley's like, ugh. So, Look, I know these rules are upsetting, but it's better than the alternative, right? I just want Ashley to be like, no, fuck this. Going back to prison. We have like weird prison hooch we drink there, at least. She smashes the bottle <laughs> on the island, slashes her own throat. <laughs> Um, I mean so that's that... pretty cruel to to take away wine from Ashley. Yeah, her OTP. She could just she can just look at it, and not enjoy it. Is that a real thing though? Like, do you 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 not only can you not drink as know. a uh, as a person out on? I would like to know whether or not that thing actually has some sort of chemical sniffer on it that can tell when alcohol is like near. I mean, let alone like do some sort of like you know BAC test on you. Well, I mean, wouldn't it have to be connected to her bloodstream? Because if it can do those things, wouldn't it be going off right now? <laughs> you would think. I mean, like the house is probably reeking of booze. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, Veronica tells Ashley to relax, get some sleep, check on her later. Veronica leaves. Uh, Hannah asks if they should call Dad and thank him. Do you and she's like, after we eat. Do you think Veronica's doing this pro bono? or? I Veronica can't be cheap. Yeah, I would think that the Marin ladies can't afford her. One would think. I mean, uh, well, maybe Tom's paying for it. I don't know. Uh, I don't think Tom's paying for shit. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Anna, Hannah asked that she call her dad and thank him. And she said after we eat, she hasn't had a decent meal in days. And Hannah's like, you didn't get a tattoo while you were in there, did you? Ashley's face. <laughs> Ashley just kind of smiles coyly they and laugh. they both laugh. Ashley's this... like, no, but I did have a shiv of bitch in the bathroom. 
But the the way these two laugh together, this is the moment in the old eighties TV show where they'd like freeze frame at the end with them yeah. laughing, and then you'd see like the executive producer credits and like a cursive font. Yeah. Executive producer, I'm Marlene King. <laughs> um so Dominic Russo's office. Uh, yeah, more swimming. They're watching Emily's swimming video. He is ripping it to shreds. Yeah, he's super hypercritical. He's just like pulling too much water. That flip was too far from the wall. And Emily's like, uh, I won this race. It was actually my best time all season. And coach says, lots of bad habits and your technique could use some improvement. But you have a lot of potential if you're willing to commit. I can help you. Swim Fuhrer is just going to hold her over the lid of the oven. Mm-hmm. Emily's like, really? He's like, yeah, we need to start right away. You're already behind. And Emily says, yeah, just as soon as my shoulder heals. And he's like, heals? The fuck? And Spence. Emily's like, patient and tell you? I tore my rotator cuff a few weeks ago. I might need surgery. And coach is like, Emily, with an injury like that, I wouldn't put you in a pool for at least six months. That's even if you don't have surgery. And so she's like, well, can you still help me? And he says, after losing that much time, I can't Fuck promise no. you'll be ready for next year's scholarships. Emily is injured, by the way, not hurt. Yeah. And Emily's like, oh, what do you think the odds are? And he says, slim at best. Emily, I'm sorry. Had your friend told me how serious the injury was, I could have saved you the trip down here. Like, Shouldn't this guy at least ask to see like some x-rays or something? Right. She's like, oh, rotator cuff. You're fucked. Yeah. She looks crushed. I mean, prior yeah. to this, there was a the vague glimmer of hope. And now she knows there's nothing. There's mm-hmm. desolate nothing. This is actually much, much worse than it was before. Happy birthday. Well, you know, Paige was on the right track of like, let's have you talk to a professional. But she should be talking to a professional doctor of sports medicine. Right. That's That's who you need to be talking to. I only not wish a coach that, and not your own like rinky dink rosewood doctor. I only wish can't even read his own X ray. This is where everyone popped out like to wish her a happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we've got the Paige's aunt's lake house. Arya and Spencer are setting up the munchie tables. Arya is laying out a store bought fruit plate that's bigger than she is. Mm-hmm. She's also wearing a fancy leather tunic. Oh, oh yeah, this outfit. Um. Well, it's it's really. I think there appears to be a leather skirt and then a leather top. Very, all very tight, very hot looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weird thing where the arms, like up by the shoulders, have these like cutout things. So like the sides of her shoulders are bare. It's mm-hmm. interesting. It's basically what you'd wear if you were being crowned like queen of the S and M prom. Oh, and she has like a weird red necklace of like red, the sun's like, rays. spikes or something. Yeah, like Aztec sunrise. Yeah. Um. So she's like, am I crazy? Which, pause. Mm -hmm. Or did it sound like Jenna was saying that she knows Allison's alive? Sure did, Arya. Spencer says that or she knows you killed her. Either way, this could lead to A, and who's setting up Hannah's mom? Arya says, yeah, but Jenna's not just going to tell us. Spencer says, well, she might if we could pry her away from Shauna. I mean, Jenna's really vulnerable right now, and not just because she's losing her sight again. Like, Spencer's basically just like, this bitch is weak. We can force it out of her. <laughs> Go for her legs. Yeah. Um, Arya asks how that even happens anyway. Like, you know, the site. Like, one minute you have it, and then poof, it's gone. Arya Montgomery is going to s- explain the mysteries of life to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spencer says, well, Toby said the operation has a really low success rate, so I guess she's one of the unfortunate ones. LOL. And Arya says, hey, so we ha- found any luck with that uh, in New York? And so we find out Toby traced that number to an empty apartment. The landlord of the place said that it was rented to a girl. Toby couldn't get a name, but he got an address. It's a P.O. box in Philly. And he's back on his way back now. So Toby basically, kept, uh, nothing. 
Toby Cavanaugh, lone hardy bro. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's there's a lot of verbiage to say it didn't go anywhere. He's got yeah. a PO box. Yeah. So just then, Paige comes in. She's wearing big go-go dancer boots. She's got a bag of groceries. She has a lot of criticism for Arya and Spencer's like munchy table well, setting like, skills. Bitches them out like, hey, I was gonna be here at six thirty. You need to hurry up. Yeah, Emily's like, I guess they're late or something. You know. Yeah, they just don't know how to dress Paige. Um, mm-hmm. Spencer says, "I love this." Spencer says, "Did you invite the whole swim team?" And Paige is like, "Yeah, but don't worry, Shauna won't show up. I made it clear that she was unwelcome." Spencer's like, <laughs> "By drowning her." Yeah, could you make it unclear? We need her to come. Paige has a long pause, like you bitches, and she's like, "Why?" And Arya's like, "Because until tomorrow morning, ah, excuse me, because until tomorrow morning, wherever Shauna goes, Jenna goes." And Spencer smiles a smile that, like, it like outpages Paige for its like weird, creepy delight. Well, she's like, "Yep, that's the way it is." Mm-hmm. So, we got to Spencer's kitchen where Veronica's going through some shit. She pulls out a, a business card. She turns around, and there's Ezra. Giving it to Ezra. He's here for some free legal advice. Uh, she's giving him a card. Uh, says, "Sorry to he's he's sorry to bother her." She says, "Don't be." She knows how upsetting this is. She knows a lot of family lawyers, but Greg is the best. I guess that's the card he just. Got. How does he know her? Uh, he knows who Spencer is, and he can be like, I mean, I'm I'm sure the Hastings know who he is. <sighs> um, they've heard tell that mm-hmm. daughter might have been dating this guy. Um, yeah, so Ezra's like... Veronica's probably I... just happy that uh, Spencer isn't dating him. Yeah, Ezra's like, do you think I have a chance? And Veronica says, yeah, it's not my area of expertise, buddy, but she knows it won't be easy. For Why starters, is that? Ezra hasn't been involved in, t- in his son's life until recently. Ezra says, well, that's because I didn't know he existed until recently. Veronica says, you know, secondly, Ezra is not listed as the father on Malcolm's birth certificate. Ezra's like, so you're saying I have no rights? And Veronica's yeah. like, no, not to your established paternity, but my lawyer buddy Greg can help you with that. Yeah, and he asks if uh, he can help Maggie from, if as, if Greg can help uh, Maggie from moving to Seattle, and Veronica's like, it's possible, but it'll be a battle. Uh, one that will take time and money and put a lot of emotional strain on you and Maggie. And there's like, I'm used to that kind of thing. Yeah. I dated Arya for a whole year. And Veronica's like, are you sure you want to pursue this? He's sure. Why? Seriously, this is like, Get out of jail card, Ezra. I wonder if he's thinking at all, because this is about to get a lot more antagonistic between him and Maggie. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he's thinking at all about how Maggie could basically produce the smallest shred of evidence that he had in a relationship with Arya and mm-hmm. throw that into the custody battle. Um, it's interesting this season because, you know, Arya and Ezra are broken up. So they're inserting Ezra into other aspects of the show, matching him with characters well, yeah, they, they never get screen time with regularly. They had to fit him into a scene with Hannah, a scene with Emily, now a scene with Veronica. But it's so weird to see the storyline, partially because, you know, he's not currently with Arya. So it seems like it's just pointless. <laughs> like, we just don't give a fuck. Well, Ian Harding's got to eat. But I mean, like, the Toby and, like, Caleb scenes were interesting because those goofballs. Are you disappointed that he didn't get to bro down with them? Oh, absolutely. Though it would have been so fucking strange. Like, those episodes of Friends when, like, uh, like Joey and Chandler hung out with Tom Selleck. Mm-hmm. Not quite the same thing, I know. But like you know, you're saying that Ezra should grow a mustache. Absolutely. Well, you've seen that photo. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I don't think so. But like, it just seems. Point- I mean, like the Toby and Caleb thing, because those guys were so fucking weird, and they're like Hardy Bros thing. It was so LOL worthy, and they were more. I don't know. They fit more together. Like Ezra without 
you know, uh, I wouldn't mind it in Ezra right along on the Hardy Bros. I wouldn't. I'd mind like to see like, where it goes. If they just like like a clue led them to him, mm-hmm. you know, and then he had to like clear his name with the Hardy Bros. The Hardy Bros should really be like a like web series, like a four minute episode, like follows each episode of PLL. <laughs> you know, like somehow it's like what where they get doing. nothing accomplished ever. Yeah, but like, it's like what they're doing while the girls are actually getting shit done mm-hmm. and wearing crazy fashion. So we cut to Paige's aunt's lake house. The uh, party's in full swing, and this is this is what a high school party looks like, huh? Uh, he has some some coeds. He has some plastic cups. I guess I don't know. I don't know. So Ari's on the phone, presumably with Hannah. She says that somebody's not here yet. Yeah, presumably Emily, but then she'll text her when they are and give Ashy to give Ashy a welcome home hug for her. Ari gets off the phone. She runs in the page. Paige wants to know where Spencer is. Arya doesn't know. The last time Arya saw Spencer, she was trying to stop Tommy Hayes from power dipping the guacamole. The struggle is real, Spencer. You gotta stop that. Sounds like fun. Um, Paige wants Arya... There's nothing worse than a dude who's just taking huge, huge, like, dips of the guacamole. My nephews do that. It drives like, me fucking insane. All the guacamole is mine. No, your nephew nephews don't it, well, power they, dip the guacamole. Well, they, they do it with their fingers. With their fucking fingers. Yeah. yeah that's disgusting. Yeah, and then I'm like, never mind. I didn't want guacamole anyways. And if Spencer's Hastings saw that, she'd mm-hmm. pull out a dagger and chop off their hands. Teach them a lesson. Yeah, seriously. They just don't deserve those hands. So, uh, Paige wants Arya's help to get everyone hidden, which is kind of funny to me. Emily just texts and says she'll be there in a minute. Arya says, sure. In my fantasies, Arya then pulls a gun out of her purse, fires it into the <laughs> ceiling, and says, everybody run and hide. Yeah. Instead, she just tells everyone to go hide, even though she's so short that I feel like most of them don't even hear her. Oh, God. This party is fascinating for Arya's height. Like, <laughs> yeah. Differential. Because, like, they, all the extras they found are all taller than uh, Lucy like three Hale. Like, feet taller, minimum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, eventually, people start to hide because Paige is telling them to hide, too. Uh, then we just happen to see Karate Bro Jake. He walks in. Yeah, he's got a random blonde skank on his arm. Um, poor form, Karate Bro Jake. No, uh, the, the music goes off. Jake and his like like blonde skank walk in. This is moments before Emily is going to like walk in, which made me think, where the fuck is everyone parked? Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. Where where are these guys parking that Emily's not going to notice? Um, so Arya hides behind a post away from Jake. Emily or who's this? Oh, uh, Paige peeks out a window. We hear the car pulling up. Well, uh, Arya's like looking back from behind like her like like beam that she's hiding behind just like staring at Jake just like what the fuck is going on yeah so Paige is telling everyone Emily's here somebody get the lights the lights flip off the lights flip off when Emily is presumably already standing at the door <laughs> yeah. so that's gotta be so yeah people are hidden the lights are off Paige opens the door hey birthday girl and Emily walks in like her face is just full bitch face mode like she's just, like whatever kind of stomps in turns around says why did you lie to Dominic? And then that's when everyone yells, surprise! Emily's face. Oh, shit. I have praised Shay Missile's reactions a lot in the last few episodes. This one is the greatest ever. I feel like the thing that prevents uh, Emily here from just, like, just going full house on uh, on Paige there is that Arya immediately runs up and gives her a hug. Kind of, like, diffuses yeah. the situation. <laughs> It's it's a weird gesture to think that because Arya is the like very very last person ever that I would think would jump on this grenade. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after the commercial, we're at the party, which oh, is still going. I have to mention Spencer's outfit here. Um, oh, that big like uh, it's like a Murphy Brown blazer. Well, we've got some red crimson leather knee high boots, uh, black stockings that go up over her knees, 
a like like a flower like a blue flower print dress like dark blue dress uh that's fairly short and then like this big bright yellow blazer over it mm-hmm. it is a weird look it is a murphy brown blazer like seriously mm-hmm. uh pll people if candace bergen could play her nana i would love that make that yeah. happen <laughs> Well, and her, her hair is like just kind of let down and a little wavy. You know, it's not much done with it there. Full of electric madness. Mm-hmm. Um, so the party's still going. So my Kona Pop is playing. Emily and Paige are talking to people. Arya comes up to Paige to give her a heads up. Well, because Emily and Paige here, Emily's talking to someone else. Paige is kind of standing around looking like there's there's glass between them right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so fortunately, Arya comes up to talk to Paige because Emily wasn't really a part of that like Emily unit there. Right, Emily is definitely freezing her out. We find out from Arya that 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 rascal Bridget Wu is in the kitchen trying to make a bong out of uh, Paige's aunt's teapot. Fucking Bridget Wu, man, can't can't bring that chick anywhere. Every fucking party that she comes to, she pulls something like this. Mm -hmm. Um, you gotta wonder though, did Arya just see this and run over to Paige, or did Arya try to say anything to Bridget Wu? I feel like Arya is not tight to do that. Arya's like, listen, Bridget, you bitch. Not again. Not again. Bridget um, Wu, by the way, we first met her back in Just We You and Me, uh, S1E16. She was one of the chicks that Hannah introduced Caleb to. Oh, nice. I think she was the, the one oh, who he needed that, to have the like, booze for. She has a drinking Super wealthy, has a drinking problem. The clientele. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, because Hannah was like his introduction to upscale you know, clients yeah. who needed like new ringtones. In more game space or whatever on their phone. Yeah, later on at the swim meet, we saw her sipping from a flask in a purse. Uh, in Unmasked, S2E25, Hannah tells Emily that the reason she was uh, Juliet for the masquerade ball is because Bridget Wu got the part in sixth grade. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That was Bridget yeah. Wu. Nice. In season three, when uh, visiting Mona Radley, Hannah's gossiping and ranting about Bridget Wu at one point. Uh, I love how she keeps coming up. Bridget Wu, that was the same one where two where Hannah says that uh uh No Khan's dream is to have somebody like belch the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah. Um so yeah. Uh Paige leaves to go handle that shit. Um Arya turns to Emily and says, So did you know that em- that Paige is gonna plan all this? And Emily's like, No. She's been full of surprises lately. She is sporting some awesome bitch face. Emily is not happy, which you know. I feel like there's a certain type of personality that enjoys surprise parties, mm-hmm. but that's maybe like one quarter of the population. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is just me and my own biases talking, but like, do you, would you want a surprise party? It's situational for me. Hmm. I, I feel like I would not enjoy that. Really? No. First of oh. all, I mean, I don't like people, so they yeah, have a lot of go... people surprising me. I need to go make some calls. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, Arya says, yeah, well, I've got another one for you. Jenna's back, and she's knocking into walls. <laughs> Arya could give a shit about Emily's relationship. She just wants to say Arya's just like, fuck you, disabled people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Hannah's house. As she opens the door, there's Pastor Ted. He's mm-hmm. holding a box of pie. Initially, I thought, could this be from Paul's Pies? It's not. No, it's from Belmont. Pie yeah, equals so, sex. Exactly. So she's surprised, asks how he knew, uh, how he knew that she was home. He says, word travels fast in Rosewood, which I'm so curious about the grapevine in Rosewood. Oh, and then they just kind of stare at each other awkwardly. And finally, he says, uh, I just wanted to drop by and welcome you back. Gives her, gives her the pie. She thanks him. Says he tried visiting Ashley, but they wouldn't let him in. Ashley says uh, they were honoring her request. She didn't want to see anyone. 
Ted nods, and Ashley says she was ashamed. Ted says, you shouldn't be. You didn't deserve this. Thought of you being in there, just, uh, look. I know you have a lot of catching up to do with Hannah, but when you settle in, I'd love to take you to dinner. Ashley smiles, says, oh, it'll have to be in the kitchen, and she kind of shows off her new accessory. And he laughs, and he says, anything looks good on you, Ashley, which is true. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, why don't you come in for some pie? You know what I mean? So he mm-hmm. comes on in. Why don't you come up and see me sometime with mm-hmm. pie? Uh, so we're, we got to Jenna's car outside Paige's aunt's lake house, where Jenna or the Jenna thing and Sean are having a little argument. Has this Sean- car always been a convertible? I guess so. I don't know. Um, so Sean says, that "Yeah, Paige- yeah," because Jenna opens it in that night, the second that night. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 So Sean says that Paige, you know, told Sean is driving. Paige- by the way, in case. Yeah, yeah. Ob- obviously. <laughs> <laughs> it's either going to be uh, Shauna or Shadow, the seeing eye dog. Well, though, Shadow's been fired. Um, probably killed. Yeah, so Shauna says that Paige told her that the coach was going to be here and that Shauna has to stay on her good side, which is interesting. She had to, has to show her face to yeah. make sure she stays on the coach's good side. So Jenna says, you know, it was hard enough coming back to this town. Now I have to be around them. And Shauna's like, and me. I'll be with you the whole time. We'll be in and out. Yeah, so yeah, she strokes her hair the whole time, in and out. Jenna acquiesces. Um, inside the party, Arya is like sitting and watching Jake and the blonde girl curiously. Yeah, she's just sitting in a chair, staring. Like they're they're off to her right, so her head's turned, just like watching it all the time. Oh god, they're, like oh the Lucy Hale's facial mm-hmm. reactions this episode are magnificent. There is a lot of displeasure on that face. As she's watching Jake and this chick kind of laugh and have a good time and. Jake's making the goofy laughing faces. Mm-hmm. Arya, by the way, she has a, a kind of a, it's a ring, I guess, on her right hand that's basically like a sculpted like serpent that kind of like winds between two fingers of hers. Hmm. That seems fitting. Hmm. But that's where she keeps the poison. Yeah. She's watching all this uh, happiness. Very unhappy. Spencer is over at the food table, turns and sees this and comes over. She knows something's up. She says, hey, are you okay? And Arya's like, yeah. No. She looks over at Jake again. She tells Spencer, Jake's here. And that she'd lied about what she was doing tonight. And Spencer's like, well, where is he? And Ari says, over there with that blonde with giraffe legs. I don't even recognize her. Who is that? And Spencer kind of glumly informs Ari that that girl is on the swim team. And Ari's like, huh. Well, they certainly look cozy. Spencer says, yeah. She's trying real hard. Real hard. Spencer is so good at shit-talking people from afar. Mm-hmm. She, it's, it's almost a thing that she's better at than shit-talking them to their face. <laughs> um, Arya notices that Jake seems to be having a good time from far away. In a sea of people, I would say that Jake actually seems like an okay guy. Uh, Spencer says, you know, why don't you go over there and talk to him? And Arya's like, and what? Interrupt the flirt fest? Pfft, no. So Spencer asks Arya if Arya's forgetting that he spent last night on her couch. And Arya's like, yeah, but he came to the party with her. Her, by the way, uh, blonde, straight hair, fairly tall, uh, kind of a light blue t-shirt on that's very tight and very form-fitting, showing off her boobs. Um, so obviously Arya is none too pleased to see this chick. Clearly, this is Bridget Wu. LOL. No. No. Um, so Spencer's like, I thought that you weren't that into him. And Arya's like, I'm not. And for a minute, it's like it clicks to Spencer. And she looks over to Jake and telepathically sends a signal to run. Well, at um, the same time, I feel like she's kind of appraising her, her BFF. 
with equal parts like curiosity and admiration for how terrible she is. You know, it's like I'm not into him. Hmm. Well, it's almost like you want to like lobotomize Arya and just spend the rest of your life studying that that walnut. Mm-hmm. But then they turn to see that Shauna and Jenna have entered. Shauna, uh, the actress Ariel Miranda is very tall. Uh, mm-hmm. She's in like a black leather jacket. Jenna, as in some weird like purple thing with black long sleeves and like a light green kind of vest top over it. Mm-hmm. It's a weird look for sure. Uh, probably because she's pregnant. Yeah, they pass Jake and the blonde of draft legs, who may or may not be hurt and or injured. Um, there's a lot of elements of this party to balance. So outside, Emily is like sitting on a dock looking at the water. Paige comes up to join her. I have to wonder how far we are from Hector Lyme's place. Like, <laughs> if a Melissa mask could just like float by in the background of this scene, I would be in That'd be awesome. seventh, seventh heaven. Um, some time has passed, so this fight is a little bit more restrained. Emily asks Paige why she didn't tell Dominic that she was injured. Paige says that she wanted to make sure that he'd see her. And Emily says, you know, for a minute there, I actually thought maybe this could happen for me. Maybe things could go back to the way they were. And Paige says, you know, if he won't train her, then they'll find somebody who will. And Emily yeah. says, he'll train me. And just, he just doesn't think I'll be ready in time for scholarships. And Paige is like, we can get another opinion. And Emily is kind of scowling. She's like, why are you pushing this so much? And Paige says, I know how badly you want to swim. And Emily says, or you mean how badly you want me to swim? And they both kind of get a little misty-eyed here. And Emily says, what do you think is going to happen if I don't go to Stanford with you? And Paige is like really starting to cry. She says, 3,000 miles is a long way. Four years is a long time. A lot can happen. And Emily says, we have to face facts. We're not going to be together next year. And so they both kind of cry. And it's funny, like Emily's realism here is like the exact opposite of Arya's. Paige looks devastated. But I mean, basically, just like Emily's dream of swimming has been repeatedly like torn away from her more and more, Paige's dream of possessing Emily has now been torn away from her. <laughs> oh, and it's like teenagers hate hearing this, but like whoever you're dating in high school is very unlikely you're going to be dating them in college. Shocking. Especially after a year. <laughs> yeah, shocking, I know. Especially, especially when you go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, so inside the party, Shanna, or Shauna, Shanna. Shauna. This is called Shanna. Shanna? Shanna and the Jenna thing are looking sinister over by the munchies table. Jenna can almost <laughs> sense trouble. She asks if Shauna's coach is there, and Shauna says she's not not yet. And then Arya and Spencer pounce. Spencer's like, wow, look who's back in town. And Arya, who is amazingly sensitive in this episode, says, nice to see you, Jenna. It's more like, so nice to see you, Jenna. Yeah. And Jenna turns to face them. Shauna looks worried here. And Jenna says, Arya, Spencer. And Spencer says, are you having problems with your eyes again? God, they're so mean to her. <laughs> and Jenna looks over at Shauna and says, uh, she sees everything she needs to. Which is total darkness. And Shauna asks if there's if something the liars want. And Arya says, yeah, we're getting the team together for photo for Emily. Uh, can you come outside? And Shauna kind of looks over at the other people on the swim team. And she's like, I'll come out when everyone else is out there. And Spencer very icily. She's like, okay, cool. Well, so I know I don't think we've actually talked about this before. But so there's no guys swim team at Rosewood? Uh, there could theoretically be. Um, I don't know how they do it at schools. I think at our school, the swim team was co ed? No, I think there were guys and girls teams, but I thought there was guys and girls. I'm pretty sure that it like it was concurrent. Like it wasn't like 
guys swim teams in the spring and girls in the fall or anything like that. Like, it would have been concurrent. I don't know. Maybe the dudes are all busy playing lacrosse and football. <laughs> uh, so Arya has no poker face. Spencer keeps it cool, says, okay. Team Sparia walks away. Uh, Spencer tells Arya to keep an eye on them, and then she'll get everyone together outside. So they split up, which I think that they're just continuing the insensitive metaphors there. Mm-hmm. Arya, you keep an <laughs> eye on them. I mean, I really wanted Arya to slap the glasses off Jenna's face, and then for Arya to be like, oh, by the way, uh, this is Hannah. <laughs> this is Anita, in case you couldn't guess. Yeah, so meanwhile, at Hannah's house, Ashley and Pastor Ted are having what looks like a lovely romantic night out on the back patio. Poor Hannah's stuck here. Yeah, Hannah's She's inside. like, it's great that my mom's back, but now, yeah. Well, she's like, if he starts finger-blasting my mom, I'm only going to watch that for like 10 or 20 minutes. Then you're going to call Caleb. Yeah, Hannah's inside like six feet away, leaving a voicemail for her dad. She just wants to thank him again for helping mom out. She tells him that she loves him and that call her back when he gets this. Um, then she goes back to watching her mom pass her Ted. Her phone rings. It's Mona. Caller ID says it's Mona. How's that happening? Hannah looks around very worried and then answers, uh, you okay? And Mona says, I will be. We see Mona in her room. I believe this is the first time we've seen Mona's room, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right. Mona's room it has a uh, kind of lime green paint. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like two-tone. There's lime green paint on the walls about four feet up. And below that, it's like white crown molding and like white uh, wood paneling. Three. It's awesome. Yeah, it's, it. it's an interesting kind of classic look. Uh, we love Mona. We love her a lot. Love Mona so much. Uh, and so Mona is in there. She's packing a bag. And Hannah says, I can't believe they let you go. And Mona says, they need proof, Hannah, before they can arrest me. People make false confessions all the time. And Hannah says, Mona, why did you do this? And Mona says, sorry, I can't chat. I'm not supposed to be on the phone. I just wanted to make sure your mom got out on bail. And says, yeah, yeah, she's home. But and then Mona just says, you're welcome. Click. Mm-hmm. And Hannah just kind of sighs, troubled. In her room, Mona zips up her bag and kind of hests it, and she kind of looks around her room like she might not ever see it again. You know, just kind of like yeah, taking, taking in one last look at the place. Well, so what I love about this particular moment, though, is like after Mona hangs up on her, like Ashley Benson begs, she starts like hashtag Hannah's face, mm-hmm. you know, like the scene is over. And then it's just, like Mona's like, nope, I'm taking this one <laughs> back to me. Yeah, I get to have the last look in this scene. Yeah, yeah so at the party. So, I guess if you confess to murdering someone, they'll let the other suspect out on bail, then they'll send you home. Hmm, okay. This is uh, the first in a string of Rosewood Cops is like a pattern for this kind (laughs) of case. Um, So, at the party, people are moving around the party, doing stuff, having a good time. Arya is literally just standing in the middle of the room, staring at Shauna and Jenna. (laughs) Detective Arya there, very subtle. She's on a stakeout. Um, I guess the fact that she's only three feet tall, maybe it works in her favor. But Jay comes up behind Ara. He says, hey. She says, hi. She acts like she's surprised to see him. Like she was totally camouflaged there at the party. Okay. He looks around. And he's like, family movie night, huh? Can you do a Jake impression? I cannot. Uh, to me, it's like. Uh, I have, a, I have a, a kind of tentative Toby impression, but not a Jake one. I, I feel like the Jake impression is like I want to start off with like a James Dean impression. And then, like, do it like maybe James Dean's not getting enough oxygen. Can I do my Toby impression? Please. It's very brief. It's just Spencer. Are you, like, waving your hands about as you do that? Spencer. My mom is still dead. <laughs> That's all I got. Um, 
So she says that, you know, of everything going on, she totally spaced about Emily's party. Mm. And he tells her, you know, she's not to lie. She's saying that she didn't lie. Arya's lying. No, game, I didn't lie. <laughs> Arya's lying game has been off lately, basically since forever. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, you know, it's not like she had to invite him to the party. They're not dating. She says that it completely slipped her mind. And then she throws in the word honestly. honestly. And then she just stares at him, like hoping he'll buy it. Uh, but then she looks, fish face. looks over at the blonde behind him. And she's like, so who's Barbarella over there? I, I think that one went right over Jake's head. Yeah, Jake says uh, her name is Kim. And Arya says she's pretty. If you're into that stall, if you're into that tall, statuesque model type. And Jake's like, you okay? And Arya says, so, yeah, I'm perfect. It's like he's just starting to pick up on her, cra- on her craziness. Yeah. If Jake had been given a radiation badge before going to this conversation, it would be completely black right now, which stands <laughs> for you are dead. Like, Jealous Arya is an even greater monster than everyday walking around Arya. Yeah, she says, yeah, I'm perfect. Looks like the two of you have been having a great time together. And Jake says, wait, so you don't want me to go to a party with you, but you don't want me to go with anyone else? Don't try to understand it, Jake. Like your style, Arya. And Arya says, I didn't say that. And Jake says, you're not jealous. And Arya says, why would I be? We're not dating. Which, like, she's really, like, kind of channeling Rooney Marans from the social network when she says that line. Whoa. Like the, I love the expression on her face when she says it. She's just like throwing it back in his face. Why would I be? We're not dating. Can you just and Jake kind of nods, like, "Oh, that'd be amazing." He's like, yeah. "Yeah, right. We're just friends." And then Arya gets a text from text from Spencer. It says, "Setting up for pics. Don't let Jenna leave." And so Arya gets rid of Jake. She needs to go find Spencer. He's like, "Yeah, I should get back to Kim." And Arya turns around, and Jenna thing and Sean are now gone. Oh, Arya, you blew it. You had one you had, job. You had one job, yeah. Um, outside the party, on the docks, Paige and Emily are just sitting there, staring at the water. Emily looks like she's in a seriously dark mood. Mm-hmm. Paige says, you know, hey, a lot of people came here to see you tonight. So she asks Emily if she can go back inside and at least pretend to have a good time. Hey, would you say they just broke up? Kind of? Uh, yeah. I well, mean, they like, had the talk like we're going to break up. Well, never ever in your relationship find yourself in the place where you have to tell your significant other could you at least pretend mm. to be having a good time at this social yeah. gathering yeah a lot of people came to see you tonight uh so emily gathers herself she's like yeah and they both get up and walk back to the up the dock but it's not like they're like holding hands or anything like there's there's definitely not but you can see that emily's been crying yeah yeah inside the party by the munchies, where all the sinisterness happens. There's uh, the Jenna thing and Shauna. Uh, Jenna tells Shauna it's time to go. Shana it's funny how much shorter Jenna is than Shauna. Who's like she, that actress must be really tall. Yeah, Shauna says she hasn't seen the coach yet, and Jenna says basically like at this point the teammates can tell the coach that you stopped by. Yeah, like look, like you've been here a while. The teammates can like you know back you up if it's that important. Yeah, Shauna uh, says fine. Arya, meanwhile, looms in the background. She has reacquired her prey. I wanted her to be like up in like the uh, corner, like the ceiling or something, like Spider Man. <laughs> so Shauna is like, "Yeah, okay, let's go." So they move to leave, and then Arya basically makes an executive decision here. Like they're gonna let leave, so Arya's got to get right up in Jenna's face and say, "Hey, I need to talk to you before you leave alone." And Jenna says, "About what?" And Arya says, "Allison." And Shauna says, "Jenna, let's go." Arya says, "Wait, I heard you talking about her at school today." And Shauna's like, you were spying on us. Don't act so scandalized, Shauna. Yeah. Jenna's like, we're out of here. So they start to leave. Then Arya stops her and says, Jenna, wait, look. 
I know exactly how you feel about me, but Allie is my best friend. So if you know anything about her, you have to tell me. She puts the emphasis on best friend as mm-hmm. if she's invoking some kind of ancient right. On the way she says best friend, the kind of inflection she gives is almost exactly the same as in the pilot when Ezra asks her if uh, she knew the victim at the funeral. Mm-hmm. And she says, yeah, she's my best friend. Also, I feel like Ariel Miranda, I wonder, I haven't looked at her IMDb, but I really wonder if her background is in soap opera acting because mm-hmm. she has so many prompts in this episode that are basically something like Susan Lucy would have done. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, so Jenna, rightfully so, says, I don't have to tell you anything. Fuck off. You know? <laughs> I don't tell you shit, are you? Get fucked. So, so just then, like, Paige comes out yelling, Time for cake! She starts wheeling out a cake so big it has its own cart, it has candles lit on it already. Everyone runs over this cake like it's the greatest fucking thing in the world, including Jenna. Shauna basically shoulder checks Arya. Because well, Jenna thing has kind of been like separated from Shauna mm-hmm. by like this like rush, and then Arya then gets separated from Shauna. But yeah, so if you're if you're gauging like the heights of the actresses here, Lucy Hale is at eye level with Ariel Miranda's shoulder. Mm-hmm. Right, I think Ariel Miranda's shoulder might actually be taller than Lucy Hale's eyes. But uh, so as everyone is hurting the the way towards the cake, you see that literally everyone at Rosewood High must be taller than Arya. So Ariel Miranda's done a lot of modeling work for various like uh, clothing catalogs and whatnot. She was on the Nine Lives of Chloe King, which mm. is not PLL worthy show. Uh, and then she played herself in a few uh, reality TV shows like Fear Factor mm-hmm. back uh, about five years before that. That's about it. Hmm. So there it's, you go. I want to say that a lot of the well, because it's an ABC Family show, but I believe a lot of our our uh, our uh, PLL director mm-hmm. and alum, you know, like cut their teeth on the Nine Lives of Chloe King. Oh, and she's five nine. Norman Buckley did an episode of the Nine Lives of Chloe King. Mm-hmm. I believe the uh, the director who does the uh, season five episode Out Damn Spot did an episode. Of, oh yeah, yeah. I believe. Um. Yeah, it's a seminal classic show. Um, gone before it's time. So, yeah, so everyone is like, you know, taller than Arya. Uh, cut back to Hannah's house where Ashley and Pastor have come back inside. Ashley that says was some it was, good pie. Yeah, she has to, it was so delicious. Ashley made it himself. Ted's kind of asshole who says, with some divine intervention from Belmont Bakery. <laughs> so, no, you didn't make it yourself. I paid for it, which is basically the same thing. I'm yeah. white and I'm a man. <laughs> and he says, you wash all dry? And Ashley says, I'm actually looking forward to doing both. And he's like, well, I guess I should get going. Let you get some rest. Seriously, Ted? I mean, mm-hmm. She just got out of prison. All I'm saying is, like, maybe she has other needs that need fulfilling. Mm-hmm. But you're lame-ass pastor, Ted, so you're just going to go home. Jerk off. Let the Lord like move through you. Mm-hmm. You are the instrument uh-huh. placed... No, just stop. Yeah. Uh, Ashley says, before you do go, I think I owe you an explanation. Ted says, uh, you don't owe me anything, but Ashley wants you to explain. She says, Wilden and I had a history. I did some things I'm not proud of, things he knew about. He tried to use them to hurt me and Hannah. And Ted's like, he was a corrupt cop, Ashley. This seems funny because Ted keeps trying to justify everything Ashley says and it gets harder and harder. What you don't know is that Ted also had a relationship with Wilden. Yeah. Wilden was also using it against him. And Ashley says, I saw him the night he was murdered. We had an argument. And Ted's like, I know you didn't kill him. And Ashley's like, no, I didn't, but I could have. And Ted's like, he has really has to work on this one. Like, pause for a second. He's like, uh, everyone has their limits. 
that last one took a while. And actually kind of nods and cries. He hugs her. and says, He smells her hair. Yeah. Can I drop off dinner for you and Hannah tomorrow night? And Ashley says, only if you stay and eat it with us. Ted says, it's a date. Man, if I'm Hannah, I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm going to be home wanted, for dinner tomorrow night. I wanted Hannah to yell from the stairs, I've got plans tomorrow. <laughs> then she smiles, he turns to go, then he stops, he turns around, he says, uh, just do me a favor. Don't run. I've got a lot riding on you. And she's like, Which is oh. my way of communicating to you that I paid bail. With oh. what money? It's all from the church. I would love it to be yeah. bezel from the church. Of course he did. So He's clear, the- clearly evil. Without a doubt. So at the party, they're cutting up the cake. Emily's there and could not look. Well, pa- Paige up. is cutting the cake. Emily's standing right next to her, just like, why am I even here? Look on her face. Well, you know, it's like, whatever. Nobody who is there for her party could give a shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Arya comes rushing up and asks if Emily has seen Spencer. Emily says, yeah, she went outside to look for Jenna. Emily looks around and is just like, you know what? Fuck this. I'll come with you. They mm-hmm. then move through a huge crowd of people and head outside. Uh, Outside yeah. again, we're we're basically in the woods because we're by Torch Lake. They're looking around. They're calling out Spencer's name. Karate Jake strolls up. He's possibly suspiciously walks right up. He's mm-hmm. kind of heading their direction. He's like, hey. And Ari's like, heading out already? And he says, got to get up early tomorrow. Ari nods, looks around. And she's like, where's Kim? But Emily's like, I don't want to be here for this. Well, he's like, inside. And Emily like, basically can see that like this will take forever. Yeah. Uh, so she just wanders off on her own while they talk. Mm-hmm. And then... Emily kind of like rounds a uh, like a tree near the water and can see, hey, there's like this body floating in the water over by the dock there. Well, hey. body is a woman, a brunette, lying face down in the water, wearing something yellow. So Emily something yells, yellowish. Spencer! Yeah, yeah, yellowish. Emily yells, Spencer. Or at first she says, oh my god, and rushes over. And Ari's like, what is it? And Emily yells, Spencer. Ari and Jake run over. Emily goes right into the water. Uh, to get the body, she turns it over. It's actually Jenna. Remember, Jenna's wearing something like a light lime green top. Spencer's wearing a yellow top, so they kind of look the same in the dark. Yeah. What do you uh, drown them? Yeah. Yeah. And Jake jumps in too, and he helps Emily pull Jenna to shore. I gotta say, when she flips Jenna over, and like her like creepy dead eyes are just staring straight up, mm-hmm. that stays with you. Oh yeah. 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 So they they lay her on the ground. She looks fucking dead. Shauna runs up, calling for Jenna, and she said, "I thought she was inside." Uh, Spencer is now like appeared from who knows where, uh, and she's asking what happened. And Emily says she's not breathing. Somebody call nine one one. And we get this like kind of like from above close up of Jonathan's like creepy dead face, her Life eyes like face, wide yeah. open. So that'll stay. That'll give you nightmares right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, after the commercial, it's, well, it's later. Let's talk suspects here. Okay. Cardi Bro Jake coming back from wherever. Mm-hmm. Uh, where was Spencer? We don't know. Mm-hmm. How about another one for you? Okay. Where's Hannah? Good question. When's the last time we actually saw Hannah? She seemingly is not like uh, around. I mean, unless she's up in her room for I mean, fear of like witnessing yeah. Pastor Ted and her mom. But who of the liars hates Jenna the most? Well, I, I, in my notes I talk about later, like when Hannah finds out about what happened here. Like, this is the first time that Jenna's been, like, physically harmed and Hannah hasn't been around to enjoy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I mean, it, if you want to work on a Hannah as a theory, I think you can put that one in there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's later, after the commercial break. The paramedics have shown up in the ambulance. They've got Jenna on a stretcher of an oxygen mask on as they're taking her to the ambulance. Shauna is walking with them, making sure they know that she can barely see it. So there's no way that she'd walk over the water on her own. It's just like, she's saying basically, hey, I just want to let you guys know. 
this is probably attempted murder. Yeah. Just Arya, so you know. Arya, Spencer, and Emily are all watching this. Emily kind of has like a blanket draped well, over one shoulder. So is Jake. Uh, yeah. There's, there's a whole, like the whole party's gathered around here to watch this. What is, I mean, didn't they have to be expecting this? Like, when you invite two or more PLLs to the same social event... It always ends with an ambulance, yeah. Well, either the cops or the paramedics are showing up, or both. I mean, I imagine that had to be, like, on the invitation, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, Spencer, Emily, and Arya are staying there with Paige and Jake. Uh, Arya says, did somebody push her in? And Emily says, I think somebody hit her first. And she kind of holds up her wrist, and we see there's blood uh, from the... Seemingly from... Or Emily says there's blood on the back of Jenna's head. And she shows him the blood stain on her wrist cuff, like the cuff yeah. on her jacket has all this like blood on it. Uh, they all like freaked out, but don't tell the cops because fuck the cops. Well, uh, hold on. So now we know that somebody has tried to kill Jenna with fire. They mm-hmm. try to drown her in the lake. In olden times, this is fire and how water. You, how you test to see if somebody was a witch, right? <laughs> I think that's a confirmation. Yeah, or or she's bad. Yeah, she, I, shit, I don't know. They're all watching Jenna. Well, what's back next? Like, uh, like air and, and, and earth? I'm not sure. I mean, I buried I alive. Know. I don't know what the air would be, but yeah. Well, she just returned three days later. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're all watching Jenna be put in the back of the ambulance, especially Paige and Jake. We get a weird, like, cut to them. Well, because this is a metaphor for their love lives. Well, Emily has a blanket that's, like, kind of draped over one shoulder because she's badass. Yeah. Jake is, like, fully wrapped up in his blanket. He's basically shivering, too. Yeah. Um, Pussy. So once the doors of the ambulance shut, shut, Shauna glares back at the liars. It is so hilarious to me. It's so soap opery. Well, clearly, clearly blaming the liars for this. Although somebody whacked Jenna thing over the back of the head. Uh, I mean, I really want ABC Family. I know. I think they sometimes will air like the uh, the episode from the previous week before the new episodes. They should do that, but like with like pop up video, like hashtags, you know, like like hashtag shade. <laughs> um, let's go to Hannah's bedroom. This scene. Hannah's on the phone with one of the liars. She's asking if Jenna was okay and what the hospital they're taking her to. And again, this is to me like this is a good point to you. Like, what hospital is she at? Because I want to mm-hmm. go finish the job. Yeah, exactly. Hello. <laughs> um, there's a knock on Hannah's door. Hannah hangs up. Ashley walks in. Ashley asks who Hannah was talking to so late. Hannah probably lies and says that she was wishing Emily a happy birthday. Well, she might have. Uh, Ashley sits down on the bed next to Hannah and says she just got off the phone with uh, Hannah's father. Uh, and thought Hannah should know that uh, Tom Marin did not put up the bail money. Hannah's like, well, shit. Hannah kind of considers this and Ashley says it was Ted. Hannah's like, well, shit. Oh, and I, I kind of think, like, I don't think Ted told her that. I think Ashley just inferred that. Well, I mean... Basically, Ted is laying down cash to wife Ashley up, right? Yeah, he's basically like, "How much is your vagina?" Because I just put a hundred grand down. I mean, he's basically about to like throw the wedding sack over her and mm-hmm. carry her away. Um, so. he must really want some of that, Marin. Uh, anyway, Ashley nods and she's like, uh, "I guess so." And so Hannah leans over and puts her head in her mom's lap. I like this scene, and mm-hmm. Ashley kind of smooths her hair out and Hannah says, "So what happens? What's going to happen next?" And then she says, we can think about that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So we come back to Paige's aunt's lake house. The party's over. The house is like, you know, empty. Uh, it's just Paige and Emily now. Uh, Paige is making up the bed as Emily sits on the edge of it. She looks like so... Stewing. Yeah, like so lost in serious thought. Paige <laughs> says that she still can't believe that Emily was the one who saved Jenna Marshall. And Emily's like, who would do this to her? Paige would, Emily. Just saying. Uh, and Paige says, we don't know anyone did for sure. 
Uh, Emily points out that, you know, big ass gash in the back of Jenna's head, and Paige is like, well, she could have just fallen in, hit her head on a rock that I was swinging at her, you know. And Emily says, I think someone wanted to make sure we didn't find out what she knows about Allison. Also, maybe Jenna's pregnant. No. Um, so we cut to Arya's house. Arya's bringing coffee to Karate Jake, who's sitting on her couch in a gray hoodie. Like, he's still cold. Well, his, I, I'm pretty sure he might be shirtless under that hoodie. I think he is. Yeah. yeah. Which, uh, that's such a Toby move. Um, mm. She says, thanks for coming over. Arya's got the kind of house where you expect somebody would be carrying, like, a like a candle with them down the hallway. Like, like it's, it's an so old gothic fucking mansion. dark in there. Yeah. yeah. It's seriously fucking dark. It's, like, literally lit by the roaring fire. Mm-hmm. Um. Jay keeps thinking that if Emily had pulled that girl out a few seconds later, she probably would have been dead. Yeah, probably wouldn't be here. I knew your life was kind of complicated, but I didn't know it was anything like this. Jake, you Arya just kind of half rolls show. her eyes and sits down. She's thinking like, yeah, fucking A, Emily. Why couldn't you just wait a few seconds? Yeah, like, Jake is just too sweet and naive for this show. I mean, he's basically walking on knives here. Yeah. Arya says, I had a long history with Mona and Jenna. And he kind of looks over expectantly like he's thinks he's going to get something here, but she just nods and she's like, if I explain everything, we'd be here till gra- Jill I graduated. Season seven. Yeah. Jake says, I'm starting to see why you're so on the edge all the time. <laughs> That's part of it. Yeah. Arya says, I feel safe when I'm with you, though. I'm sorry if I ruined your night again or anything. No, she's not. Mm. Uh, and Jake says, Kim's a friend. K- Kim's just a friend, Arya. Just a friend to make you jealous. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, yeah. that's what's going on, right? Oh, I think so. I mean, come on. I mean, Kim. He's like, let me go find a friend that's gonna dress like as like kind of like sluttily as possible, just to show you up, Arya. Make sure you know what you're missing out on. I, I don't want to judge anyone's looks or anything, but I thought Kim looked kind of boring, especially compared to the the gothic masterpiece that is Arya Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arya says, "Look, I was really glad when you stayed over and." Yeah, I was pretty jealous tonight. I, I just don't see how I can involve anyone in my family right now. It's in like my life, yeah. In my life right now. Uh, it's like I'm either spinning in circles or I'm in a constant state of free fall. She's basically just described herself as a spiraling vortex into madness. <laughs> Jake's like, I don't know some of that. He says, maybe you can let someone else help you navigate for a while. Gross. See what happens. Gross. Arya smiles at him. Beware, Arya. I don't like this guy. Yeah. Arya says, okay, yeah, maybe I could. You know, let's see what happens. And Jake says, so on a scale of 1 to 10, how jealous were you tonight? Don't give him the satisfaction. Uh, she smiles and kisses him. And that kiss turns into like some basically like heavy petting. Like they're they're going to go at it, right? I they're, mean, they're, they're seriously making it. I get it, Arya. Lucy Hale does a great job in like this like two and a half minutes where she just seems so fucking vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But still, like... Don't ever get involved with anybody who, I mean, anybody who's going to be like your rock, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But anyone who's like, hey, why don't you just surrender like total control to me for a while? Yeah, that whole like let me navigate thing, that rubbed me a little the wrong way. But also what I love about this episode is Arya doesn't give a shit about where her brother is tonight. <laughs> no, she's like, I'm going to fuck this guy on the couch in the living room. Fuck I, you, Mike. I hope both Mike and Byron walk at the same time. Uh, Byron sees it, just closes the door. He's like, Mikey, you ever been to a bar? <laughs> There's one next to the Sausage King. You'll understand when you get older. <laughs> uh, so we come back to Paige's aunt's lake house. As Paige walks through the darkened house, she gets over the bed where Emily's laying. And she's just like, Emily, Emily, are you asleep? No response. Emily, are you asleep? Hey, hey, are you asleep? <laughs> Emily, 
Yeah, she gets no response, so Paige turns out the light and gets in bed. Camera moves over, and we can see that, yeah, Emily's eyes are wide open. She's awake, facing away from Paige, troubled. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, they're sharing a bed, but this is definitely not a, a romantic night together at all. I mean, are they scissoring? No. I mean, uh, I kind of feel like it's over. Like, they're just going through the motions. I can only hope. So in the hospital, Spencer shows up. She runs into Shauna. Spencer asks if she's seen Toby. Well, she like Spencer like bounds out of the elevator, like yeah. running into the hospital and yeah, straight in Shauna. Well, I love that she's not like, "How's Jenna?" She's like, "Hey, is Toby here?" <laughs> um, Shauna says that he's he's with the parents talking to the doctor. Shauna is all fucking attitude. Yeah, Shauna is waiting to see her. She's still not conscious, and Shauna kind of moves to leave. Spencer grabs her, spins around, says, "Hey, who did this to her?" And Shauna says. All I know is nothing good ever comes from being around you for. And Spencer's like, besides that. Yeah, valid. But anyway, please, Shauna, you could be next or me. Was it Allie? Shauna's like, Allison, she's dead. And so like there goes that theory they had as to what Jenna and Shauna are talking about. Yeah. So a nurse like waves Shauna in. She starts walking that way. And Spencer yells at her. So who is Jenna so afraid of? Shauna! Um, Shauna gets to the doorway, looks back, and it's such a soap opera move. She's like, Cece Drake. Yeah, and then she spins and pieces out. Yeah. Spencer just kind of takes us in, like, ah. Yeah, although, although, so a few episodes ago, the Hardy Bro, uh, Red Herring investigation they were on, they found out that, uh, Cece Drake might have been in that plane, but that was all a setup by seemingly Jenna and right. Dark Nigel. So for well, Shauna to, to throw out Cece's name now feels convenient. But like they're just trying to point the liars in Cece's direction. What the fuck are the relationship dynamics between Jenna, Dark Nigel, and Shauna? Well, I think much like Sookie Stackhouse, I, I believe that Jenna has a magical pussy. Mm-hmm. And she just gets people to do what she wants for them, for her. Shauna's like, uh, Jenna, I told you not to do that thing I told you not to do. Um, so meanwhile, at Radley, <laughs> Mona's being escorted down the hall by a nurse. She's led into her old room. Mm-hmm. Mona sits down her bed, bag on the uh, desk there, and she looks at the Will the Circle Be Unbroken carving that she carved into the desk at some point in the past, seems like. And she smiles and rubs her, runs her hand across the carving, and she kind of looks around the room, you know, kind of trailing her hand on the desk, taking it all in. Mona is right where she wants to be right now. She is adorably fiendish. Yeah, her, her, you know, starting to crack a smile at the corners of her mouth as she looks around. Like, everything has gone exactly to Mona's plan. She wants to be in Radley for some reason or other. We don't know yet. Mm. But I think she's, she couldn't be happier. Right. Everything would, would work perfectly. So we got to Allison's house outside. Uh, it's still night. There's someone in the window. We see through the curtains upstairs. Mm-hmm. And then... Redcoat shows up, standing outside, watching this person through the window. We then watch as Redcoat makes their way like they're going to well, head up to the front door. Well, Redcoat watches the window until the lights go out inside. Mm-hmm. And then Redcoat, yeah, makes her way around to the front door. But then doesn't go to the front door, goes around the right side of the uh, porch area there mm-hmm. and steps over some things. And down below the porch, there she ducks down, uh, Redcoat does, and there's like kind of like a grating. And Redcoat pulls out an electric screwdriver and undoes all the screws that hold this grating on, takes the like grating panel off, and 
it seems to be access to like a basement area. This uh, electric screwdriver or like a crawl like space. A, has like a flashlight on it. Mm-hmm. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is not even the A tag. The well, it's A like, tag. It's like two A tags. Yeah. We see that there looks like there's blood on the floor somewhere in the A tag. Then we look over and see that it's basically just spilled wine because we see the bottle turned over on top of a piano. Yeah, the camera pans up. It's not blood, it's wine from a bottle on top of a piano. A sets a wine glass down. A black hoodie A. A black hoodie A, and then kind of writes the wine bottle, like stands it back up. Now, so does this mean that Redcoat and A are two different entities? Uh, That's really the question we have to ask I feel like it does. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, it would be kind of cheating, I feel like, on the, the filmmaker's part if it was like, this is all the same person. Or like if Redcoat took off the red coat and a blonde wig and just had like a hoodie on underneath. Yeah, I mean that that'd be kind of weak. I feel like they're telling you they're they're red coat or at least a red coat and a are two different people. Also, I feel like it'd be very warm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So black hoodie A there lifts up the cover on the keys, sits down at the piano, runs the finger runs a finger, a gloved finger over the keys, then inspects some sheet music there for a song called Anytime. A starts playing the song a little bit, mm-hmm. then you know shuffles the the two pages of the sheet music together, puts a post note on them that we can't read, puts it inside an envelope. On the envelope, we see is already marked for Toby Cavanaugh. Yeah, some sheet music for Toby Cavanaugh, and then A closes the piano cover, and that's it. So A's next play is something to do with Toby and, and some music. Mm-hmm. The next episode is called The Mirror Has Three Faces. <laughs> oh, man. The the twinning doppelganger vibes just in that title alone. Off the charts. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a Chad Lowe episode written by Janelle Lennon. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me take a look at the wiki here. Yeah, Tam and Sersuk was definitely pregnant during this. And mm-hmm. was a trooper, according to the wiki, <laughs> going into the water at 4 a.m. during a shoot. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I think that's about it for the wiki. The wiki just never has anything worthwhile at all. Sadly, no. Yeah. But next episode, The Mirror Has Three Faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one, My Goldsmith, directed by Zetna Fuentes. Should be good. Yeah. So let's see, just to wrap up here, uh, a couple more reviews. Thanks to Kelso and Mom27 for the reviews in iTunes. If anyone listening feels like leaving a review or rating for us in iTunes, we'd greatly appreciate it. I think that kind of helps our visibility. Uh, also, we got some shout outs from tw- some Twitter folks, uh, Cassie, Hannah, Felonline, PLL Brunel, PLL Lover, and probably many more mm-hmm. that I wasn't able to write down. Uh, if you want to tweet at us, go to at broswatchpll2. You can find our podcast at broswatchpll2.com. Um, there's also a broswatchpll2 Tumblr, I believe, right? Tumblr.com? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah. Lots of ways you can find us on the internets. Uh, Twitter's probably the easiest way uh, if you want to just shoot a comment. But also on our website, if you want to go leave a, a comment on an episode, that's a f- great way to uh, be a little more long form. Mm-hmm. And if we can, we will tend to give you a equally long form response. Mm-hmm. Or if you're lazier like me, a short response. <laughs> Either way. But yeah. Uh, any any last thoughts for no. Into the Deep? No, just looking forward to the next one.
I'm looking forward to the next one based on the title alone. I don't remember a whole lot of what happens in it, but that title's awesome. So um, I remember just a few things, but that's got me super excited. Let's just say Allison flashback, so you know it's good. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we will talk to you later. All right. Peace. Bye.